Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Product Led Podcast. This is Ramon John and I have Wes here and we are excited. It is the one year anniversary of this show. How excited are you, Wes? I'm pretty excited. I mean, like, it hasn't felt like a year, that's for sure. This year has just flown by and it's been really cool to see everyone else like finally bond into product-led growth. And yeah, it's it's been fun going through just some of these interviews as well around who's building a product-led business and how they're doing it and trying to dissect all that. It's been also great for me to meet some folks around product-led. I know like that's one of the big things about podcasting for me is just getting to know people and like building partnerships and bringing them on to do workshops and, and webinars and other things like that. But before we go on, uh, we're going to share our learnings, but you know, we have a surprise at the end for everybody listening in. So make sure you tune in until the end. We want to celebrate this with you. So we have something to celebrate with that. But for you, Wes, like what are some of the biggest takeaways? What are, you know, some of the learnings that you've gotten for around this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. And so one of them is really just like what goes into a successful product-led business. And I hear this again and again in so many different forms. Uh, One of the things that I I truly believe you need to have if you're wanting to build a successful product-led business is really just like develop user empathy at scale. And so there's a ton of examples throughout the podcast. There was uh, Tim Solo, who's like really just like getting everyone on the marketing team at least once a month to do support. There's Brennan from Soapbox, like he was going in and like trying to do as many like support requests as he could, even as a founder, like jumping on these calls to really turn these scenarios around where some people might've been upset about the product if there's something wrong, but just turning that around to win these haters over uh, and really learn how he could help them better and prevent that from happening in the future. And so there's a ton of like really good examples if you go through the backlog and see just like, how are these people building user empathy throughout their company? And is there any kind of other examples around that that you can think of, Ramley? Yeah, I think the big thing around, I know the one I can recall, especially for empathy, is around improving your onboarding. It's such an important piece. Is like, I, I tell this all the time when people think about onboarding. First thing they think of is product tours. <laughs> <laughs> and then they think about tooltips and, and it's like, wait one second, man. Like if you don't really know, if you don't have empathy, like you don't understand why they signed up about your app, then they wouldn't get it. And one thing that comes up is my conversation with uh, with Vivek from Wave and he really drove home that point that they did a lot of customer research as to, you know, what works and what doesn't and what, what sometimes friction is good. And that friction they added was actually improved people's perception around that. Yeah, I think that's like you just understanding your users. And when you get that understanding, sometimes like friction is actually really good. Like, hey, should we actually add that product to her? Yeah. Uh, in Wave's case of like, they're asking people at the beginning of the user journey, like, hey, do you want to like create that invoice? Or do you mm. want to understand your finances? Like by just asking that simple question, you can just direct people towards like that particular part of the product that they care about. And if you didn't add that friction, you might've just been like, here's the product, figure it out on your own. And yeah, we all know that doesn't work too well. So (laughs) needless to say, user empathy, so important. There's many, many ways you can develop this in your company. Those are just a few examples. The other thing, this just sounds so 
obvious, but <laughs> it came up again and again. I'm like, of course, of course, of course, you need to have this if you want to be a successful product of business is just ongoing optimization, always mm. testing new things, seeing what sticks, seeing what doesn't and iterating fast. And it's really about learning. How quick can you learn uh, what resonates best with your users, how you can help your users the fastest? And so a lot of people think like, okay, optimization, yes, it is about getting results. But as you're going through it, making sure you're taking the time to go through and learn like what experiments actually did perform really well for your business and just learning faster than the competition. I think that's a huge advantage for any business. Yeah, totally. 100%. I, I totally like some of the episodes that I can think of around that is I talked to, I think, a user user voice or user flow. And then they really drove home that point. Like they're figuring out their pricing model. And it's so important for you to to test that out. I know Patrick Campbell from ProfitWell is a big proponent of testing out your pricing, like what works and what doesn't. And, you know, maybe you can charge a little bit more, maybe charge a little bit less. But I think you're right. Like that's at the heart of product-led growth is like having this, this optimization process. And in your book, Wes, you talked about this this triple A model. Um, and you know, ask what was the second thing? Analyze, right? And then yeah. so start with like analyzing what is working, what isn't, and then just asking yourself, like, hey, like what should we be doing more of? What should we be doing less of? Mm. And just really trying to vet that. And then the last part is just act. So like, mm. ask yourself, like, what are the best inputs that we could really be focusing on? And then just doing it and repeating that cycle as often frequently as you can, because it really just is a process of ongoing optimization. Totally agree. And then from my end, one thread I, pattern I see over and over again is the importance of working as a team. I think it's so easy to become, to feel, you want to feel like James Bond and go in guns blazing, solo mission style. Uh, I love saying that product led is more of Marvel's Avengers than it is more of a James Bond movie where like you do need to bring that team in. And it does take a village to raise a product led business. Some episodes that I can think about regarding this is, you know, Jacqueline Cook uh, from Vendesta when they moved to product led as chief strategy officer, she brought everybody in and Todd, Todd from Bendo when he was talking about becoming a product led. It's so important to really just can be. You know, when people think product led, well, it's the product team's job, obviously, you know, but it's like, is it obviously like, and one thing you realize is like being product led is not just about the product team, it's about pulling in every single people in the organization to do it. Yeah, 100% agree. I know we were on a call yesterday with the customer around that. And it is like a really big misconception just because it is called product led, it means uh, a lot of people think it's just the product team that does this stuff <laughs> and it couldn't be further from the truth. And I love like whenever we hear these examples, like one of them was um, Nathan Berry from ConvertKit when they recently launched their free landing page product. And what I loved about that example is their marketing team is thinking about how they could use the product to further their business goals and whether that's getting more signups or any other KPIs that the marketing team had, they're thinking product-led. And in that same example, that marketing team could have just said, you know what? We are going to write a thousand articles on landing pages and landing page optimization, landing page templates, everything under the sun around landing pages. And you know what? 
it still might not have even come close to how many users they've generated already through just providing them with the actual landing page tool for free and providing a ton of value through that. So I think there's really interesting 10x ways that every team can start leveraging the product. And this is just honestly the beginning of these teams figuring out that, hey, the product can help them in a huge way when you start thinking 10x scale and how can we really use this product to our advantage as a business. I love that. I think it's totally true. It needs to be a whole team effort. So we've we've shared our three biggest learnings. We talked about making sure that you have ongoing optimization, that you work as a team, and that, what was the first one? <laughs> <laughs> empathy. <laughs> there you go. Man, that's so important. We talked about how core that is. So empathy, optimization, and making sure it's a team. And for people who are listening this far, I promise that we had some kind of surprise. Did you want to make the announcement, Wes? Like, what is our special giveaway that we have for yeah. one year of podcasting? Absolutely. So for this giveaway, before I share what it is, here's the ask for you, the listener. We really do want to eat our own dog food on this one and make sure that we're always learning, you know, how can we improve this podcast? How can we make it better? What should we do? We've tried a bunch of different things. Like in the beginning, it was just me and Ramley going through the podcast episodes. Then Ramley had a bunch of episodes, uh, him just going through the podcast. Then we brought on Andrew Kaplan to lead the How I Got Here series. We're going to have a few other guests coming on and sharing how they're building a product-led business. So what we really want to hear from you is just, what do you want to hear more of? Maybe also, what do you want to hear less of? If we could do more of something and we could do less of something, we want to hear that feedback. So you can email ramley at productlabs.com. I'll use your email. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to add mine, but I'm like, then we just have two places uh, that this is going. So that makes more sense. And so we'd love to hear that feedback there. And then also... What we'd love to know is just leaving a review of like, what do you like most about this particular podcast? And if you could do that on Apple Podcasts, uh, just that's the only place I believe you can do it. Um, that would be great for us to just understand much more deeply, like what you want us to do more of. And as a thank you for leaving that review, what we're going to do, and I'm excited to announce this, is if you leave a review for the Product Lab Podcast before the end of March 2021, we're going to randomly select one person, give them a full paid ticket to Product Lab Pro for a year. And we cannot be more excited to have you join the program with us. Yeah, and that ticket is worth $1,000. So this is a $2,000 giveaway, which is absolutely crazy. We just wanted to celebrate with everybody else. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm super excited about what's in store uh, for our second year. I think that's pretty much it. We thank you so much. And is there anything else that you wanted to add, Wes? You just want to thank, or you just want to thank the folks for, for tuning in? <laughs> Yeah, no, I want to thank everyone for listening for a year now. This is crazy how quickly it has come. It doesn't feel like a year. But if you're listening to this and you say, you know what, this is a great podcast. I want more people to learn about it. Make sure to share this with a friend or a colleague or someone else to bring them on this product-led journey. Because like we mentioned, it's it takes a full village. It takes a full team to really make this work. 
And if more of your colleagues are learning day in, day out around how to build a productive business, you're just going to get there much faster than everyone else. So I encourage you to share it internally with your team to get more people bought into this. Because if there's one thing I've learned through this last year too, it's when more people are bought into this overall vision within your particular business, um, things just move faster, you get buy-in faster. And one of the most effective ways to do that is for people to start seeing how are other people doing it? Because it just brings that vision and that reality that much closer. You can see how maybe some companies, maybe they're a couple of years ahead of you are doing this. It just seems a lot more realistic and worth it at the end of the day uh, when you do make this transition for some of these businesses. That's so good. Well, thank you so much once again, everybody. And that's it for this episode. 